let's jump in. Are you ready? Are we good? Awesome. I want to say hi also to everyone watching on Spotify and YouTube later on this week. Um, but we love you so, so much. I, this is one of my favorite times of the week. Um, we say so often that this prayer time is the most important meeting that we have of the week. And I love that because prayer is that secret sauce that pushes each and every one of us forward into the kingdom of heaven. Um, but I want to start in Joshua, Joshua um, chapter 13. And, and here's the thing. This is very, very fresh. I was reading this yesterday and so I hope I can clarify and specify uh, to the best of my ability. But Joshua 13, 1, it says this. Now, Joshua was old and advanced in years. And the Lord said to him, in case he didn't know already, he said, you are old and advanced in years. And there remains yet much land to possess. Yet very much land to possess. Have you ever felt this before? Have you ever felt old, ancient, maybe a little bit advanced in years, a little bit exhausted, a little bit tired. Maybe Joshua in this, in this moment is like, okay, we've already faced the plagues. We've already crossed the, the Red Sea. We've, we've been through the wilderness for like 40 years. We've experienced the manna. Like th this is, you know, God, like I, I think I maybe have done enough. I've, I've held up the arms of Moses for so long. Like, is there anything else that you actually want me to do? I'm, I'm old. I'm tired. And little did he know uh, that God had so much more in store for him. Right. So, so I think just before we get into the meat of this, um, I just want to say, don't settle. Don't settle. Don't stop short. Um, Shoreline City, don't stop short. In your business, don't stop short. In your marriage, don't settle for something that is, you know, pretty good when God has called you to something that is extravagant and extraordinary. I believe God's challenging us today. There are more campuses to plant. There are more connect groups in the season of COVID um, that are going to launch into something beautiful. And so don't stop short thinking, okay, I'm, I've got, you know, four people that are feeling good and that's great. But hey, look what God wants you to do with those four people. Raise them up, raise them up into something, into campus pastors, um, because God wants to do something beautiful, okay? And there are more entrepreneurs to be, to be birthed in the season. There's more generosity to be had. There are more ones to draw into the kingdom of heaven, more leaders, Christ-like leaders to raise up. Don't stop short. And the only reason Joshua was able to not stop short was this promise. And so if you go back to Joshua 2 verse 9, um, this is actually Rahab talking to the two spies in, in Jericho. As before they, the walls of Jericho had come down, this is Rahab talking and she says this, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the fear of you has fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. And as I read this scripture, I, I, I felt on my heart yesterday, who's inhabiting our land? Who's inhabiting the land that God has promised us? Who's inhabiting the land that God has said, hey, this is for you. I think specifically in the season of COVID we're living in, we, we've forgotten a little bit of the promise that God has given us. We've forgotten that we are children of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. God has promised us peace, but we're too willing to give it up to the first person that wants to steal it or the first circumstance that wants to steal it or the first uh, pandemic that wants to steal our peace. God has promised us victory over depression and over anxiety and over frustration, but we're too willing to give it up to the first thing that wants to steal it. So Joshua, in this moment, um, God's, God's saying to him and he's saying, hey, the inhabitants, they're about to melt away before you. So whoever's inhabiting that land, whoever's stealing whatever belongs to you, you better not let them steal it anymore because it belongs to the kingdom of heaven. And if you're going to walk in the, in the calling and the authority that God has given you, 
then you're going to have to move forward and you're going to have to say, no, 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 this is my land. And that's uncomfortable. Have you ever tried to take something from someone that they think it's theirs? It's not theirs. It belongs to the kingdom of heaven. It's not, it's uncomfortable. It's sacrificial. It's scary. But as they conquered, as they conquered, let's keep going. As they conquered, um, he gave these different lands to different tribes. Okay. And so then, and in, in, so chapter 13 is interesting because um, most people will probably kind of like skip over it because the first verse is really good. It's like, Hey, there's more land to take. I, I can get behind that. That's exciting. And then like the next 32 verses are kind of like, um, names and land that is kind of like, you know, very difficult to describe. And that's why I'm not reading those because I can't pronounce any of the words. Um, but then if you, if you hold on and if you get to the last verse, verse 33, it's actually incredibly powerful. And I want, I want us to see this. This is where I want us to hone in today. It says, but the tribe of Levi, Moses gave no inheritance. The Lord God of Israel is their inheritance. The Lord God of Israel is their inheritance. And so maybe you think poor Levites, they didn't get a car. They didn't get money. They didn't get like a, like a treasure map. I don't know if any of your grandparents or anything did that for you, but that would be awesome. That would be an awesome grandparent to have a treasure map to go find. Like, that's my inheritance. They didn't get any of that. They didn't get anything, right? All they got was the presence of the Lord God Almighty. Their inheritance was the God of Israel. So maybe you think poor them, poor Levites, but their inheritance was better than anyone else. And he went on to explain that their inheritance was the living breathing God on high. What better inheritance to be chosen and to carry his presence? So, so I'll just give you a little bit. The, the Levites were the, the, the tribe that carried the presence of God. They were the tribe that carried the Ark of the Covenant, which carried the presence of God. They were the only tribe that the priests were selected from, and, and which meant that they were the only tribe that could enter into the Holy of Holies behind the curtain. And I've done some research on this curtain. And this is like no ordinary curtain. It's like this thick and like this is it, huge, right? And so the idea of this curtain being torn in two at the cross of Christ is absolutely unreal, unheard of. It, it could not happen. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. And so as I study this a little bit further into the Levitical tribe, there's actually only 300,000 Levites left in the world today. 300,000 Levites left in, in our current day. Do you know how many people there are in our world? There's 8 billion people in our world. So if you do the math, I like math, don't judge me. Uh, so if you do the math, that's 0.004% of the world's population are Levites. 0.004% of the world's population would have been able to carry the presence of God under the Old Testament law and under the old method of doing things. 0.004%. And as I read this, gratitude filled my heart. Gratitude filled my spirit. And I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but, but gratitude, that's the word that, that we, we pick different words. Pastor Zerl and you have given us words to be praying over in this week. And that is our word for today, gratitude. And so as I was reading over this and praying, gratitude filled my heart. So without Christ, without the cross, without the veil being torn, 0.004% of the population today could have experienced the fullness of the Lord could have experienced the goodness of the Father, the presence of him. I don't know if you realize, but what we experience 
day in and day out, every single Sunday with a word from heaven. That's, that is beautiful and a miracle, and it is experiencing the goodness of the Father. This would not have been possible without the cross, and I'm so incredibly grateful for that. So incredibly grateful, and, and gratitude is feeling my heart. And I feel like God is saying to us today, son, daughter, what I want you to see in this scripture is gratitude that your inheritance is me. Not frustration that your inheritance is not this world, but gratitude that your inheritance is the kingdom of heaven. Gratitude that you can experience the kingdom. Gratitude that you can raise up Christ-like leaders. What an honor to get to raise up Christ-like leaders. Gratitude that you have pastors. Gratitude that, that you have the ability to serve and to love others. Gratitude that you have the ability to bring them along with you into the kingdom of heaven. Into, into his royal palace, a, a, a certain um, their, 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 a gratitude that, that even though you aren't born into a certain tribe, you can still enter into the kingdom of heaven, enter into the holy of holies and see Jesus face to face. I don't know if we're, if we're getting this yet, but I want to get this in my spirit because I want to have a gratitude that leads me to something. Gratitude is not just something that is supposed to stop with you. Salvation that was for you, that moment in time when you said yes to Jesus for the very first time, when you committed your life to him, that was a moment for you. But every other yes after that, every other yes that you said to difficult situations, yes that you said when, when, when it wasn't popular to stand up for Christ, yes to your calling, yes to the difficult moments, yes to letting go of safety nets, and yes to letting go of uh, all the, the comforts of this world, and yes to generosity, and all of these other yeses. These yeses were not just for you, they were for the people that would watch you and the people that would come after you. That's what gratitude does. It produces something in you. It drives you to something. Gratitude drives you to something. What are we allowing gratitude to drive us to today? Gratitude for me uh, with my kids. I'm so grateful for my two beautiful daughters. Gratitude for my kids drives me to change their diapers. It drives me to, to watch Frozen with Mila, my three-year-old, a thousand times. Like dads of girls, just let me talk to you for a minute. I know every single word to let it go. Uh, don't judge me, but it's, it's, it's called sacrificial love for being a dad because of gratitude. Gratitude for my wife drives me to love her sacrificially. Gratitude for community drives you to play a part. Let me say that one again because I believe this one with all my heart. Gratitude for community drives you to play a part. And so if you're sitting back in this season of COVID, if you're sitting back saying, ah, I'm good. I'll play a part whenever we're back meeting in person. I'm telling you, you have a part to play today in this moment, in this time. Don't wait. It's not too late. It's not too early. Now is the time you play a part. Gratitude for community drives you to play a part. Gratitude for friendships drives you to honor them. Honor your friends. Honor others. Gratitude for the cross drives you to share it with others. It drives you to raise up Christ-like leaders. It drives you to take the land in front of you. So today, I want to let gratitude be our drive. I want to challenge us to let gratitude be our drive, be our guide, be something that, that is the fuel behind us and something that is the, the vision in front of us. Don't let it become something that's a side-placed story. Let gratitude be the story of your life because of the cross of Christ. If it wasn't for the cross, 0.004% of people would be able to experience the kingdom of heaven. And you and I, First Peter 2, 9 says, we are chosen people of 
royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. That doesn't exist without the cross of Christ. That doesn't exist without us recognizing and being grateful for who he is. And I promise we will end up with the land he has called us to when we are led by gratitude. We will end up with the campuses he's called us to, with the the people he's called us to have, with the people he's called us to influence when we're led by gratitude, when we stay on our knees and and we're grateful for the cross of Christ. Gratitude is is what's going to guide us today. Love you so, so much, church family. Can't wait to see you soon and give you all big hugs.